0: The Origin of the Naram Lake by K. Langlo Parker This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Perard The Origin of the Naron Lake by K. Langlo Parker Old Biame said to his two young wives, Beranulu and Cananbili, I have stuck a white feather between the hind legs of a bee, and am going to let it go, and then follow it to its nest, that I may get honey. While I go for the honey, go you two out and get frogs and yams, then meet me at Corrigal Spring, where we will camp, for sweet and clear is the water there. The wives, taking their gules and yam sticks, went out as he told them. Having gone far and dug out many yams and frogs, they were tired when they reached Kurigo and, seeing the cool fresh water, they longed to bathe. But first they built a bow shade and there left their gules holding their food, and the yams and frogs they had found. When their camp was ready for the coming of Bayami, who, having wooed his wives with a kept them obedient by fear of the same weapon, then went the girls to the spring to bathe. Gladly they plunged in, having first divested themselves of their gomilas, which they were still young enough to wear, and which they left on the ground near the spring. Scarcely were they enjoying the cool rest the water gave their hot, tired limbs when they were seized and swallowed by two koreas, Having swallowed the girls, the Koreas dived into an opening in the side of the spring, which was the entrance to an underground watercourse leading to the Naran River. Through this passage they went, taking all the water from the spring with them into the Naran, whose course they also dried as they went along. Meantime, Biami, unwitting the fate of his wives, was honey-hunting, he had followed the bee with the white feather on it for some distance. Then the bee flew on to some butta flowers and would move no further. Bayami said, Something has happened or the bee would not stay here and refuse to be moved on toward its nest. I must go to Kurajal spring and see if my wives are safe. Something terrible has surely happened. And Bayami turned in haste towards the spring. When he reached there, he saw the bough shed his wives had made. He saw the yams they had dug from the ground. And he saw the frogs. But Bira Nulu and Konanbili he saw not. He called aloud for them. But no answer. He went towards the spring. On the edge of it, he saw the gumilas of his wives. He looked into the spring and, seeing it dry, he said, It is the work of the Koreas. They have opened the underground passage and gone with my wives to the river, and opening the passage has dried the spring. Well do I know where the passage joins the Naran, and there will I swiftly go. Arming himself with spears and wagaras, he started in pursuit. He soon reached the deep hole where the underground channel of the Kurejo joined the Naran there he saw what he had never seen before namely this deep hole dry and he said they have emptied the holes as they went along taking the water with them but well know i the deep holes of the river i will not follow the bend thus troubling the distance i have to go but i will cut across from big hole to big hole and by so doing i may yet get ahead of the Coriz. On swiftly sped by me, making short cuts from big hole to big hole, and his track is still marked by the Morilla ridges that stretch down the Naran, pointing in towards the deep holes. Every hole, as he came to it, he found dry, until at last he reached the end of the Naran. The hole there was still quite wet and muddy. Then he knew he was near his enemies, and soon he saw them he managed to get unseen a little way ahead of the koreas he hid himself behind a big deal tree as the koreas came near they separated one turning to go in another direction quickly baimi hurled one spear after another wounding both koreas who writhed with pain and lashed their tails furiously making great hollows in the ground which the water they had brought with them quickly filled Thinking they might again escape him, Bayami drove them from the water with his spears, and then, at close quarters, he killed them with his wagara's. And ever afterwards, at flood-time, the Naran flowed into this hollow which the Kureas, in their writhings, had made. When Bayami saw that the Kureas were quite dead, he cut them open and took out the bodies of his wives. They were covered with wet slime, and seemed quite lifeless, but he carried them and laid them on two nests of red ants. Then he sat down at some little distance and watched them. The ants quickly covered the bodies, cleaned them rapidly of the wet slime, and soon Bayami noticed the muscles of the girls twitching. Ah, he said, there is life. They feel the sting of the ants. Almost as he spoke came a sound as of a thunderclap, but the sound seemed to come from the ears of the girls. And as the echo was dying away, slowly the girls rose to their feet. For a moment they stood apart, a dazed expression on their faces. Then they clung together, shaking as if stricken with a deadly fear. But Baiami came to them and explained how they had been rescued from the Koreas by him. He bade them to beware of ever bathing in the deep holes of the Naran, lest such holes be the haunt of Koreas. Then he bade them look at the water, now at Bugera, and he said, Soon will the black swans find their way here, the pelicans and the ducks. Where there was dry land and stones in the past, in the future there will be water and water-fowl. From henceforth, where the Naran runs, it will run into this hole, and by the spreading of its waters will a big lake be made and what Biami said has come to pass, as the Naran Lake shows, with its large sheet of water spreading for miles, the home of thousands of wild fowl. End of The Origin of the Naran Lake by K. Langlo Parker